Welcome to the Beacon Way Podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Christensen and Adrian Wilkerson, talk shop about what really works in today's digital marketing world. As the co-founders of Beacon Media and Marketing, Jennifer and Adrian have been a part of digital marketing since its early stages in the mid-2000s. Tune in as they shine light on what works and what doesn't in the ever-changing world of digital marketing for small businesses. Welcome back to the Beacon Way podcast and really excited today. This is Jennifer Christensen, one of your hosts. Really excited to have Dan Fantasia. Am I saying that right, Dan? Fantasia? Yeah. That's <laughs> that? right. Yeah. I love that. It's my favorite, favorite Disney. So there you go. <laughs> but we are talking really interesting subject. This has come up a lot, even on other podcasts that we weren't necessarily talking about this with an expert. But we're talking about recruitment. We're talking about Dan's got incredible experience in this over 20 years and just what's happening in the market. What is he seeing? Let's find out a little bit about his story and how he got started into this. And then we'll talk some trends. And I'm actually really excited because Dan does sales recruiting only. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, that's right. So that's a that's fascinating in and of itself. But welcome to the podcast, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. So for those of the people listening that don't know you, tell me a little bit about how did you get into this? You said over 20 years ago, you started this, started the company. Is that right? Yes, right. I started the company in 2001. I'm going on to our 23rd year in March. Congratulations. As an entrepreneur myself, that's just a huge deal. Once we get past that five-year mark, it feels there's a little bit of a stake in the ground, right? Yeah, I think even the five-year mark, I'd say it's more, I don't know if there's any mark, but every year gets better. And I think it's, even for us, it's probably more around the 10, 10 plus year mark. But for me personally, I fell into it. I, I had no idea what recruiting was when I got into it. Like most people, I think a lot of people fall into it, although now more people know about it. So it's a little bit different, but I got into the business actually in 1997 and I was basically in sales and running a small company. I was ready to move on. I was looking for the next, I was looking to expand my wings. And I went to a recruiting firm, which at the time, believe it or not, I didn't even know what recruiting firms did. Right. <laughs> and but even today, when I talk to people, a lot of people still don't know exactly what we do, but went to a recruiting firm. I started interviewing. I was looking at software sales positions. And the CEO said to me, wait a second, before you consider any of these offers, why don't you consider this? I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> so I was like, tell me more. And he told me more about it. I, I love the culture, the company. I like the fact that we were helping people. And although it was hundred percent commission, I don't know. I just felt right. So I jumped in head first to my parents and my buddies and friends thought I was nuts, but I got in. I failed miserably because I just wasn't very good at it. I was naive and young and impressionable. And so, you know, every kid that I had led me through their, their own sales process or their own search process. And so that took a little time to get a hang of, but then I killed it and I became the number one rep and a managing partner and had a tremendous amount of success. But the, the particular environment I was in, even though I loved it and the model was falling apart and it was becoming somewhat cutthroat. So I, I decided to start Treeline. And for the past 22 years, it's been awesome. <laughs> Love that. It's just great. So yeah, all good. And, we, and what we do basically is we help companies hire and find top producing sales or, uh, individuals to grow their sales organization in their companies. And you said you're mainly B2B or it is all B2B, right? It's all B2B. Yeah. We are not in the B2C market or the retail marketplace. Is there a particular reason that you decided to niche down like that? 
To B2B or to sales? I think both. Uh, yes. Sales recruiting is tough. I've seen so many companies come and go and you really need to be committed to it. And the only way you can be committed to it is if you're focused on it and, and you build that niche. And it takes a long time to build. Like our network, we've been around, like I said, we've been around for 22 years. Right. It takes a long time. I, I, we have BDRs that we placed, entry-level salespeople that are now CROs, right, that we're hiring for. and in order to be effective in our business, we need to be 100% committed. We guarantee our clients that we're going to introduce their first candidate, match their exact needs in three days or less. And wow. we have the ability to do that because we've been around so long. So now we're trusted advisors. We have an awesome network. We have people that are killing it or they're number one producers, but they reach out and say, if you find this type of opportunity in this industry, at least let me know about it. And so that's why we have such an advantage because when a client is looking, we can reach out to our audience very quickly, introduce them to the opportunities because it matches their needs and the client needs, make the match and then build pipeline very quickly. That makes a tremendous amount of sense to me. Like just go all in, go deep and become really good at that one piece of it. So it's been good. Very good. What have you seen change in the recruitment industry over the last 20 years? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> when I started, I was cold calling through the yellow pages. That's what we did. That That's says it right found... there. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. It was miserable. And then we'd have to convince people that were salespeople come to my office so I can meet you and you can bring me your resume and we can see what kind of opportunities we have. It is so crazy. Then remember Monster basically crushed the newspaper industry, right? Monster came in and they said, oh God, recruiting's dead wasn't, of course. It just helped us. And then, of course, LinkedIn came in and people were concerned that recruiting was on, on death's door, but it's, it was not accurate. Now AI is popping in. And again, it's the reason why recruiting, I don't, at least I might be ignorant, but I don't, and maybe I'm biased, I don't think it's going anywhere because it takes so much care to speak with an individual, understand them, figure out what they want to do, find a good culture fit, match them to another organization that shares the same core values. And AI, LinkedIn, Monster, all of them, you still need human capital to talk to and interact with each other to understand if a fit is a good fit or not. And so yes. if still someone could pull like human interaction out of the interview process, I just don't see how it goes away ever. It, it, it's always faster and easier to find maybe someone that looks like the right fit, but then you've got to call them. The money's wrong. The location's wrong. The, uh, there is a million things that still needs to happen. Finding a resume is a small piece of making a good match. And that is so well said, Dan. I can speak from experience. In the last year, we've grown over 100% and we're on that track. So we've been doing a lot of recruiting, not recruiting ourselves, but hiring people. And I could not believe this last time around how incredibly difficult the process was. It took our CEO literally out of her job almost for eight weeks straight when we had yeah. to hire about six people. And AI, actually, we didn't use AI for it because when we first started looking into it, we were seeing that people were being pushed out because they didn't have certain keywords, certain things like that in their resume. And we didn't want to do that. But most of the positions we were putting out there were getting 300, 400, 500 
applications and the manual time to go through that. And it was mind numbing. And our culture is so critical to who we are as a company that what we've decided to do is to have our CEO interview anybody who we think is a good candidate up front to really make sure they're a cultural fit. I was so like, we can never do this again. We cannot. (laughs) We did hire some amazing, amazing people by doing it that way. But the time, the investment, the hours, you're probably talking a thousand hours total from our staff time. And then we did still have a couple mistakes. Even after all of that, we didn't vet certain things properly. So it was like, okay, we can't do this again. And I've talked to other companies, other founders, other people in the same position, and they complain about recruiting probably more than almost anything. I would say that's why we started helping with marketing because we're helping a lot of clients market even their culture to try to get the right people that will match with them to try to at least take some of that burden off internally. So tell me how you solve that for companies like us and other companies. You told me, I think before we got on this, what, three or four days, you try to help people find the right? We not hire, but within three days, we guarantee you will find a person that matches your exact need. So you tell us the requirement, we will get you that person. I'm not saying you're going to hire them. It's beginning the pipeline. And the reason why that's so important is because we want to make sure that our clients know how serious we are about their searches. If it goes a week or two weeks without a a single submittal, you've got a problem with the search firm you're working with. So our goal is to find that at least the first one right away. And usually it's not just one. Usually we're building pipeline very quickly. But that urgency and the importance is there because typically it's somewhere between six and 10 candidates. So of six, between six and 10 candidates, we have vetted them. They're interested. They are qualified. They know the company. They know the website. They know the job description. They know the compensation structure. They know everything. The question now is, are they the right fit for you or not? But, what's, but what we're doing is we're reducing all of that noise and that time. People they they underestimate how challenging it is yes. to recruit. So not only do they spend thousands of hours, but they also get C candidates and they end up hiring the best of the worst because they just don't have access. <laughs> they don't do this every single day for 22 years and know who all the players are. Regardless of the industry, we are excellent at, at recruiting and finding the talent you need. And so for our clients, we also built software that gives a three-dimensional resume to really understand and give a quick snapshot of who the candidate is. But of that six to 10, so we're reducing the time and the effort and all the work that you'll put into this. We bring you the right characteristics, the right background, the right individuals that are qualified and interested. Now it's who's the right fit. And if all of them are wrong, which is not likely, but we are learning as we go, the company's learning as they go. We figure it out, we fine tune, and we continue to build pipeline until they find the right fit. Yeah, I love that. So how have you been able to build, it sounds to me like you've almost built, one, you built expertise in knowing what to look for, right? You've got such a great niche in this niche, sales, B2B. These are the things that are probably specifically more than like probably most businesses know what to look for, right? Because you see the success over and over. That makes so much sense to me. That really works the same with what we do with digital marketing. Like we've been doing this 11 years. So we see this, we know what works and we specialize in certain industries. So we know, okay, that worked in New York for this industry. 
we can reapply that for this client in Texas. We see the same trends. So besides that deep institutional knowledge, which is to me is hugely valuable, have you built community as well? Have you built people that know you guys or they've maybe been in this sales position with you and they're part of your community and then maybe they go to a different company and they're a sales oh, Yeah. Does that work? Absolutely. Oh, huge. Yeah. 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 Our referral network is gigantic. And, and by the way, there's two audiences that we work with. One is the candidate of the job seeker and one is the client and they crisscross. Yeah. One so. day a person's enterprise account executive and the next day they are maybe a sales manager looking to hire from us. Or and a CRO, so, and then they're CRO, yeah, total right. sense, yeah. Yeah, so we're helping them advance their careers. We call it changing lives. We have a goal. Right now, we're, we've changed over three thousand three hundred lives since our inception, and we want to be at we want to be at six thousand. So by twenty thirty, we're doing everything we can to really help people advance their careers, and it feels good. It really, it's just, it feels great. Yeah, that's wonderful. I agree with you back to the trending and the AI. I've been speaking a lot about AI. I'm part of the Marketing AI Institute. And so I have dove into it pretty much head first. I'm like, however I feel about it, I believe when things are changing, it's good to find out what are the opportunities? What do I need to learn about this? And plus, I just love learning. But I completely agree with you. The type of knowledge that you have and the ability to even have community and people that you can resource is exactly what AI can't replace Mm -hmm. and won't replace. And if anything, it'll become more valuable. Mm. I I really believe that. The more that you have that ability to sift through the noise, you can use AI eventually probably, or maybe you're even using it now to maybe make some of your systems a little easier, your processes easier. I think all of us are going to eventually do that so we can compete better. But it's going to be that human capital part of being able to analyze, you know, have community, your own brand that people are connected to that's going to really have the higher value. Just think about if you were interviewing at a company and you didn't meet anyone there, you need people. We're going to work together on teams together. And so there is human interaction. I don't think AI will replace the recruiting industry. And anyone that says it will, I think doesn't really understand the recruiting field. Yeah. The only thing I could see it replacing, and it's already happening in our industry, is I would say the players that are just doing really shoddy work. (laughs) Totally. So if if they're not doing anything better than a a bot can do, then I feel like they deserve it. So I completely agree with that. So what do you see trending? I had mentioned before we got on this call that we've been following some really good information in the financial markets from Vistage and some of the other sources that we're a part of. And I really appreciate just that kind of forward trending as a business owner. What do you see from your side in recruiting? I know it's changed dramatically over the last 20 years. I can't even imagine 2008 for you. But what do you see in the next five years? You said 2030. What do you see as you're moving forward? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Right right now, what we see is companies are Oh, I'd say companies and VPs and CROs, they're they're worried, right? They're not hitting their numbers right now. They're feeling pressure to hit those numbers. Things have slowed down a little bit. And so as a result, it's hard to tell. I'd like to say, and usually coming into Q4, we have a big uptick in activity. 
which we have had some uptick this past coming into Q4, but not crazy. So I don't know. We're usually a leading indicator, right? We see when the market starts to struggle, salespeople start to get let go. And when it starts to pick up, salespeople start to get hired. And so if we're talking about the economy, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see it somewhat sluggish for the quarter and the second quarter. And I'm just, and I know this is my honest opinion, positive, negative, what have you. I just, I don't know. It's so hard to tell. I do think that at some point when the dust settles and because of AI, there's going to be a big spike for Mm -hmm. certain and a humongous need because AI is just going to speed up what we've experienced to have what we've seen as like technology moving quickly. I think it's going to move at 10 times the speed and there's going to be a great need. I just don't know when. (laughs) Is that like Q1? Is that next year? It's so hard to tell. I do know this. I do know companies still need our help. They are still hiring. Uh, some companies have re-strategized and they're moving more toward a top grading strategy. Some companies right. are just trying to understand what the market's doing and where they fit. There's just so much uncertainty right now from CROs and VPs that I think everyone is patient, but I would say sluggish compared to what we're used to. Yeah, that totally matches. We're an anomaly business-wise, and I've heard this from a lot of our vendors because we're growing so quickly, but it's because I believe we're in that specific niche of mental health and specialty healthcare, and that is doing nothing but going up, unfortunately or fortunately. Fortunately, that there's becoming more awareness. Unfortunately, that there's such a need for sure, but we're hearing that across the board, and that really matches what Vista is saying as well. When they look at the overall economy, is they expect fourth quarter 2024 to be pretty sluggish and there will be movement, but a lot of repositioning, right? Trying to figure yeah. out where you fit. Okay. Let's position our company for what we need to, which doesn't mean they don't need salespeople. It just means they need to figure out what they need it for. And then they're predicting 2025, 2026, 2027 to be just booming. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things they're saying, this might be helpful to you if you want to pull this stat, but one of the things they're saying is that if you don't recruit in 2024 and really get your staff solid, you are absolutely screwed in 2025 moving forward because um, there just won't be people available. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think about that even strategically of, okay, we want to have our A players in place moving into the next wave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I like love what you do. I love that that you're excited about it. And I can tell you're really passionate about helping people. And I'm the same. We went into this industry to help people, to help small businesses in particular. That's been our passion from day one. And it really feels good, right? Oh, it yeah. really does feel good oh. when you make an impact. Absolutely. When you change someone's life, it's awesome. By the way, the company psyched, the candidates, everyone's happy. We have almost no turnover. And the reason why we have almost no turnover is because if we think that something's off or if it's not the perfect match, just don't hire. I I don't want to disrupt someone's career. Highly recommended opportunity. Get them in the door. Both company and individual find each other. They start working together. If it doesn't work out after six months, you feel horrible. So you're trying to really set the expectations around what this opportunity looks like, what the compensation, everything. And as both parties come together, they don't have to sell each other. 
let's just honestly talk to make sure this is a good match. And if that happens, you can help them really sustain a healthy sales organization that they can scale and grow and everyone's happy. And by the way, when we do that, we get referred to more candidates and more clients and it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's a win, truly a win for everybody. I love that. Any parting words for folks that are intrigued and thinking, wow, maybe I should reach out to Dan. (laughs) So what's your process? How do people, how do companies reach out to you? How does it all start? Yeah, I would say just connect. If you are listening to this podcast, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just Dan Fantasia, easy enough to find me, Dan Fantasia from Treeline. If you have any questions, you can always go to treelineinc.com, our website, and fill out a contact us form or what have you. If you ask for me, I'll just call you, leave your phone number and email address. I'll call you directly and I'll call you right away too. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. You have to be on it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We move very quickly. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. I love hearing about just what people are doing in other industries. And I can tell that you do it with excellence and So love sharing that on this podcast and amplifying that message. And thanks everybody for listening to the Beacon Way podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Beacon Way. We hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us some stars on your podcast channel of choice. For more information, tips, and notes from the show, check us out at beaconmm.com. For more information on how Beacon can help market your business, email us at welcome at beaconmm.com.